Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. I'm going to start off with this uh, familiar scripture in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Jeez, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, chapter 18. I mean, not chapter 18. Uh, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And again... I'm I'm here to jeez, my glasses just broke. I'm here to stir stir one another up. We got to stir one another up with the truth. We have to always do that cuz I found out as Christians, we we leak. Yeah, we're leaky vessels, you know, so we got to stay filled up with what I like to refer to as the truth. And and the word of God for me is the truth. Jesus said it in John, my words are a truth. They're a spirit and they're life. And, uh, and the scripture says, I believe in Proverbs, the interest of his word brings life. So we have to always be reminded of the truth of what God says and get an understanding or a revelation of that and make that be our new reality. We sometimes as Christians, we make uh, what the world says be our reality. And the scripture tells us you're in this world, but you're not of the world. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So he desires our minds to be renewed by his word. So let God be true and every man be a liar. So he says here in um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that means born again, saved, child of the Most High God, he said he is a new creation. New creation. Oh, very interesting. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And I'm going to stop right there because sometimes we get a revelation because I was talking to somebody the other day and they was telling me their family genetic history. And again, you we have to get a revelation. Yeah, not, that's the natural now. That's the natural. And that probably was your biological genet, genetic history. But now you're in the new family now. And, and that's, remember, old, 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 old things are passable away. He said all things. He didn't say some things. Well, I'm going to let you keep that. No. All things become new. And I'm reminded in Galatians, he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And a lot of people don't understand what the curse actually brought in. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they don't. a lot of people don't have a revelation. Curse. Curse ain't good. <laughs> so far, it's bad. So they brought the curse in. And that curse brought them spiritual poverty, all, all poverty, spiritual poverty, physical poverty, Financial poverty because they had to work by the sweat of their brow to get provision. Previous to that, they didn't have to do nothing but just tend the garden. It was all good. We know they didn't get sick because there wasn't no hospitals in the garden. We know they weren't spiritually sick because they had fellowship with God. So they had it all. So that's what Jesus came to redeem and restore us back to. So that was what the curse brought in. It brought in all this bad stuff. And Christ came to redeem us from the curse 
The word from mean I ain't there no more. If I tell you I'm from Chicago, me, I'm here now, but I'm not there, so I'm not in the curse anyway. And in Colossians, it said, he conveyed us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light or the kingdom of God. So that's where we are now. So he says, now, renew your mind to this. So, yes, that was a fact. Yeah, that's you was born in that household right there, but that ain't you no more, David. You're a king. I thought I was a shepherd. Yeah, you was a shepherd. You're a king now. So now start thinking like a king. Start acting like a king. Start talking like a king. It was, and we know David was the least likely one picked because they went to all the other brothers first. And he said, no, nah, there's one more here because the Lord sent me here. There's one more. You can't be talking about little Davy in the backyard tending the sheep. That's the one. <laughs> that's right, right there. That's the one the Lord's going to do. David? Yeah, that's the one. So we, we got to realize David was who God says he was. And he was anointed king at 12. Uh-oh. Was it 12 or was he 6? He was 12, right? 12. When he was anointed king. He didn't start he operating. He didn't become that, king until later. But he was anointed king because who's that came? Samuel came there and anointed him. So it was on him then at 12. He just started operating in it until he was older. But anyway, so just like he said, we're new creations. Now, we may not have the revelation of that when we first get saved, but as we increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will and understand, we get an understanding, oh, that's why we declare every Sunday at Raymond Word of Faith, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I can do what it says I can do. Because we're always becoming. And here's one thing I found about becoming. It's a process. When a child comes to the earth, he's becoming, he's becoming dead if he keeps living. <laughs> they get birth, they get your birth certificate. Eventually, you're going to get a death certificate because you're on a process. You're on a journey. And we're like that in Christ. When we get born again, oh, that's why it's good to get born again. Everybody, God wants everybody born again. So now he's going to reveal to you who you really are. And now he says, remember, that's which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that's what's born of the spirit is spirit. So now we're back in right fellowship with God. So now we got to understand we're new creations. Yes, that ha probably happened in my family lineage, but I'm in a new lineage now. I'm in, I'm in the family of God. Sickness and disease don't run rampant in this new family that I'm in. Because God ain't no sickness in heaven. Everybody's desiring to get there. Ain't none of that. I talked about it the other day at service. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everybody wants to get to heaven. Why? Because they heard all the good things about it. They ain't hear nothing bad about heaven. Oh, man, I don't want to be walking on no gold streets. Yes, you do. It's all good in heaven. And that's what God says. That's where your name is written now. You're a resident of heaven now. So you get all the provisions. And I always say this. How does one get citizenship in a nation? Other than immigration, you know, you got to be born in that nation. Well, we've been born again into heaven. So now we get all heaven's provisions. Hence, we said it one time on the broadcast. Hence why we're ambassadors for Christ. Right. This is your final spot. Right, right. But as he goes on in this scripture, let's keep reading. Verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled vents to himself through Jesus Christ and has given Vince the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins or their generational iniquities <laughs> or what do you call that generational? What did you say? Something about what they call that genetics. Genetics. You don't get that no more in the new family. Look, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us, to Vince and Richard, the word of reconciliation. 
Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, Richard, we implore you, the listeners, on Christ's behalf, because we're co-laboring with him, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God in him. So that's who we are now. We're righteous, and we get all the privileges and benefits that come with being righteous. <laughs> Remember, do bread come with this? Do healing come with this? Yes, it does. Does a new mindset come with this? Yes, it does. Does provision? Yes, it does. Everything. Remember, all things of a God now. So, and again, if you're a stranger to your covenant, you're without hope. So we have to start getting, when he said, by his stripes we're healed, you got to lay hold of that by faith and say, Lord, that's what I am now. I'm the healed and not the sick. Yeah, I am redeemed. <laughs> I've been set free. I, Christ has redeemed me from the curse. So anything that the curse brought in, I've been redeemed from it. That don't mean it don't exist, but I don't have to participate with it. Like they say, when the economy went down, I said, I ain't participating in this bad economy. I'm going to continue to operate in the kingdom economy. That's the one that's sowing and reaping. <laughs> that's where when you give, it shall be given to you good measure. So in a bad economy, because we're kingdom citizens, we're ambassadors for Christ, we can still, we're still supposed to operate the kingdom way. Back to seek ye first the kingdom. So even if you're in a bad economy, you don't tighten up. You don't stop sowing into the kingdom stuff. You still do that. So if sickness or disease happen to visit your house, you don't bow down to it. You just make it submit to the word, the truth, meaning make it come up under the word. So now you got to be declaring like David, who is this uncircumcised sickness trying to come against the, 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 the temple of the Holy Spirit? What y'all calling it? Heart disease, cancer. That's why a lot of stuff take people over because they don't understand that they're a new creation and their bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. No weapon that's formed you not supposed to prosper. I declare that all the time. Any sickness, disease, germ, virus, or allergy that touches my body dies instantly. Why? Because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that dwells in me and it doesn't have a right to come up on the temple. It's just like if I go uh, to Washington, that's where all the embassies are, right? Is that why all the embassies for other nations? What would happen if I go bum rush one of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Bye, Vince. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have Vince Miro. Right. No weapon that's formed against those things shall prosper because they're sovereign. They're in the United States, but they're that, when you enter that part of that ground, you're on that country's territory, and they can shoot, <laughs> take Vince out, and won't nothing be said about it. It won't be no international incident or nothing because I stepped <laughs> On their land. And vice versa. We have embassies around the world. And we can shoot anybody that come on that soil. Because that's the same thing with us. No weapon that's formed. So when Satan try to push sickness, disease, germ, virus on this temple, he out of line. But, it, but remember, if you give Satan to take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to be kept, and cost you more than you want to pay. That's why the Bible says don't give him a place. Don't even give it. Because if you crack the door, he coming on in. And we usually do that, We like the children of Israel, they were hung by the tongue. We do that when we declare what the old other report said and not the report of the Lord. Remember, whose report will you believe? Well, I believe the report of the Lord, so I'm a, I believe, therefore I speak. I'm going to speak what he said about me. He said, I've been redeemed from sickness, death, and poverty. I've been redeemed from the curse. Okay, well, the curse don't have a right to come on me because I'm an ambassador. 
this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. No weapon that's formed against me so prosperous. Now it's gonna form, but it ain't gonna prosper. <laughs> he didn't say many, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but right. the Lord will See, deliver. The devil, them. he doesn't just give up on us. Oh no, no, he's gonna keep throwing them at you. Because you're a threat, Richard. You're a threat to his kingdom. Especially all the stuff you got going on. You're a threat, <laughs> man. He was like, I need to take this cat out like now, man. He's trying to do too much around here. He's trying to advance this kingdom of God too much. Let me hit him with that and see if he can bow down to him. Hit him with that. No, but remember, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. In your weakness, he say, I I'm strong. And you got to declare that. Uh, he said, remember, now, let the week say that so, I'm strong. So that uh, listeners know what's going to kind of go on. I, I was at the hospital recently. I wasn't going to say nothing. And <laughs> uh, my blood pressure is fairly high. They wanted to admit me. I, I guess this is what made me a bad patient. They probably wrote some bad notes about me. They wanted to admit me, and I said, no, I won't, I won't let you admit me. Then they wanted to give me some medication. I told them, no, I wouldn't take it. And so... Um, I don't know. Maybe it's wise. Maybe it wasn't. But anyway, that's they told just, you all the side effects. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just all. where I was, and um, and it it was a place where I just believed God was going to see me through, and I didn't need to be in the hospital. And and they said, "How come?" I said, "Well, we got church tonight. I got to lead Bible study tonight." And they were like, "Really?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah," and I. And as you alluded to, I got a bunch of other stuff going on with Champion Christian School. And just so many different things going on that I just basically didn't have time to mess around in the hospital. <laughs> and so they, they, I don't think they were very happy with me. Although my wife says now I need to go see a cardiologist, and I probably will, just to see what he's got to say. But the more you do, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this, the more you do, the more the devil tries to take you out. Mm -hmm. And if you're like on his side or you're not really doing anything, he just doesn't really need to mess with you much. And but, so, but, but there's that other dynamic to it where he says, don't give him a foothold. And some of the things you don't do will let him in. Oh, we, yeah. were, we were talking about earlier, you were just saying, you know, I don't exercise like I used to. Well, now you just let him in because you know exercise is right. good for you, but you just stopped doing it. <laughs> So and we remember we can, he said, don't you give the devil a place. So we unknowingly sometimes, and, and out of laziness or whatever it may be, our days consume. We give him that place, but we're still supposed to be wise and say, no, no, I'm gonna make time. Well, seeing a person has to watch, but then and then things happen, and I see people. I have have people all the time say to me, I exercised, I ate right. And yet I still got sick. How come God let this happen to me? Why me? And I always tell people, why are we so shocked when bad things happen to us? The good people. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we actually are shocked. We think, well, I never smoke. I never drink. I do exercise a little. I don't. I watch what I eat. I don't eat bad stuff. Man, since I've been married, my wife won't even put, and this has been 35 years, won't put salt on the table. And so you can say to yourself, man, I should never have anything bad happen to me. It, it, I, I try, and yet people will say to me constantly, I, I got some relatives that's like, I never did this, I never did that, and yet I, these bad things still happen to me. And I, I tell people all the time, 
Yeah, you don't want to give the devil foothold. See, if I go and rob a bank and then God sends me to prison, I, I can't, and I go to prison, I can't say, well, it was God's will I went to prison. No, it's probably because I decided to go rob a bank is why I went to prison. And so there are things that we can do and not do that will that we need to do and not do. But then there are other times that we can be doing exactly what God wants us to do in the place God wants us and to do. And trials and tribulations and will trials come And tribulations will come to you. John the Baptist <laughs> is a perfect example of this. John the Baptist is in the place God wants him to be, doing what God wants him to do, speaking what God wants him to speak, and he gets his head lopped off. And so there are times Stephen preaches before the Sanhedrin and they stone him. So there are times in our life where we can be doing exactly what God wants us to do in the place that God wants us to do it, in the timing that God wants. All these things are exactly what God wants, and trials and tribulations still come upon us. That doesn't mean that we're out of God's blessing. That doesn't mean that God doesn't bless us anymore. People will, and I know what they mean. I tell people this all the time. I know what people mean. Like, they'll be in their house, and a tornado will come, or a hurricane, or whatever, and their house is left standing, and all their neighbors are down. And they'll th say things like, boy, God really blessed me today. And I know what they mean, and they, I guess in the sense they're right, but does that mean that he didn't bless anybody else whose house was taken out? Is, were they out of his blessing? Just because bad things happen to you doesn't mean that you're out of God's blessing. You can be in God's blessing and still trials and tribulations come into your life. This is why we have to understand as they come into our life that his grace is sufficient. You don't sit around going, oh, woe is me. Why me? Oh, this is terrible. I can't do anything. You just realize that God's grace is sufficient for you. And it always is, no matter what trials and tribulations might come into your life. We looked at that scripture yesterday, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. God's grace is sufficient. And so whatever the things are that are in your life, whatever's going on, God's grace is sufficient. I have a lot of stuff going on in my life. We we own a bookstore and we're in the process of moving it. And anybody's ever moved sixty Stressful. everybody anybody's ever moved sixty five thousand books. Can't say I did that. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of war. It's not a lot of fun, right? And then with Champion Christian School, we're signing a new lease to move it back to Chico, and so all kinds of things are happening there. And so just a lot of stuff's happening in my life right now. Just a lot of stuff, and and. In all of it, you have a day where everything goes smooth, and then you have days where things don't go right. And it's important to always keep your eye on the Lord, even and maybe even especially on the days where things don't go right. Because it's yeah. easy to get discouraged. It's easy to think, oh, man, this is never going to work. Man, this is taking longer than we thought it should. This isn't working out the way that we thought it was. This isn't going according to our plan. And so in those days, it's easy to get discouraged. And I, you don't have to be... The president of a school board, you don't have to be owner of a bookstore. You can, all of us have days thinking, of that, our that's lives. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, all of us have days of our lives where things don't go according to plan. Tell me about They it. don't go the way we thought they were going to go. Right. And probably, as I said, especially in those days, that's when you really got to hang your hat on the fact God's grace is sufficient. He's going to see me through. Yeah, this doesn't look very good today. This looks pretty bleak today. But God's grace is going to be well, sufficient to see me through. And that's what that scripture means. He, and he will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because they trust in him. So 
That's what the enemy wants you to do is get your mind off him and him and his word is one. He wants you to get your mind. Scripture says looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. So life circumstances, which God don't bring them, the enemy brings them. And uh, he wants you to get your focus and your mind off of God. He wants you to put your mind on all that adversity, all that stuff that ain't going right. And God says, no, keep. And that's what he's been telling me because I had something happen this weekend. He's like, no. You keep focusing on what I said in my word cause, and make that big. So remember, you're going to always gravitate or move towards your most dominant thought. As a man thinketh, so is he. That's why he says, I'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on me. So he's telling me, keep your mind stayed on me and me and my word is one. So keep your mind on me, on this word, this truth. That's the direction you're going to flow. Even in the midst of your trials and tribulations. Yes, that's happening. Yeah, you incarcerated, John. But no, you, this is a, you, your spirit living in an earthen vessel. The flesh is going back to the dirt. Your spirit's coming back with me, John. So, so it's okay. And I'm pretty sure the Lord revealed that to him. So he was like, okay, yeah, take this head off. This is just an earth suit. It's a body. But my spirit is the real me. So God starts to reveal to you that though we look at, he said, though we don't look at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's where his word, his word is spirit, eternal. He said, keep your mind fixed and focused and look at that. And not only that, speak that. Because words are spiritual seed. They bring forth a spiritual, natural, and a physical manifestation. So start speaking what you believe. I believe the word. So start speaking that. Yea, do I walk through the valley of shadow of death. Yeah, you're going through it. But I ain't going to fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod, your staff, that's what comforts me. Yeah, you're going to go through this. Yes, this is what's happening. This is a fact. That's what's happening. But keep your mind fixed and focused on me. If it's a health issue, keep your mind focused and fixed on me as the healer. Well, see, the health issue that I'm going through, and we, we might as well bring it out a little bit. You know, the, when you're talking genetics, you're talking about me there. If I look at my family's genetics, all the males on my dad's side had heart attacks and strokes, and most of them died at age 58. I'm 56 and a half. My dad had four heart attacks and a five-way bypass right on schedule just before he turned 59. And you ain't and, going down that route, though. And my I'm mom, decreeing and declaring it. Right. See, and then my mom, boy, she's got more heart problems than my dad. And so I could sit home and go, man, I'm about to check out. I got I got a year and a half of the most. Mama had it. Daddy had it. Big mama had it. My, my grandfather so, had it. And that's what Satan want to give you those thoughts. Oh, man, I can sit home and check out. I mean, they're... they're you it's know, about that time. I mean, yeah, I'm around that age. I, I should sue my parents for bad genes. Yeah. You know, they're both still alive. But I mean, I could, I could just say it, it's over. It's, I got no time left. I might as well just pack it in. Or you say, you know what? Even if that happened, this is why I like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They say to Nebuchadnezzar, "Our God can save us." But then I love what they say next. But even if He doesn't, He's we're still- never bowing down to you. Amen. See, and so I can say, you know what, man, my family's history is not that good. My family's history says in a year and a half, I better start watching out. I know that God can heal me. I know that I don't have to go down that same path. But even if he chooses not to, you know what I know? His grace is sufficient. He's going to see me through. I'm going to say this, Richard. He already healed you. He healed you on Calvary. Right. When he said, by his stripes, you're healed. That was every lick that he took with that can of nine tails was for your healing. So all you got to do is receive that. Receive See, whatever it. Whatever though, yeah, whatever's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
He's but, he's sufficient. But but again, there's no confirmed reports that you got anything. You just had some <laughs> And that's what the devil likes to do. He likes to oh, throw man. a couple symptoms at you. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it must be this because mom and them had it, daddy had it. Oh, it must be this. You ain't got nothing. Your wife told you to go to a cardiologist. You ain't got nothing confirmed, but he trying to plant those wife, little thoughts. My wife scared me. You know, I'm just the man of the house. I'm the head of the house. I should just tell her no, huh? Yeah, no, right. No, what? You're not, <laughs> no, going? I'm not going. No, no, you're going. You're not. But I'm saying you haven't went, and the devil done planted all these thoughts about your genetics, your family genetics, and he ain't mentioned well, that, nothing they about They done mentioned me at the hospital. But I'm saying the devil ain't mentioned nothing about you being this new creation and that you have you no know, bread come with no, this. No, see, we can Healers we can with this. We can just give up though. That's what I mean. To see a person in here, oh man, you got this going on, you got that going on, and just give up. I know people who get a report from the doctor they got cancer and they just give up. They no, they, I, they I, just they I just have, I have a family they, member. They that just, just say, Well, I, I guess that's the end and I'm done. And they continue other, to smoke, huh? Other people, my sister's was diagnosed with um, stage four ovarian cancer last year at this time. The prognosis for stage four ovarian cancer is not that great. But my sister took an opposite tack. She was going to be all right. And she's doing better today than she has in a long time. And in fact, there's no trace of the cancer. So you can hear that you have cancer. You can hear you've got some other health issue. And you can just succumb to it. Even though you're still alive, you've succumbed to it. You've just basically said, well, my life is over. There's nothing else I can do. Or you can believe God. You can move forward and knowing that no matter what is going on and how it transpires, that God is with you and that God is sufficient for every need that you have. And and it's funny because you talk to people and they talk about, oh, man, I, I only have this much time to live or whatever. Nobody knows that for sure, number one. And number two, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't. I had an aunt that went, my uncle went about last year at this time to visit her in the hospital because everybody said she was, the doctor said she's not going to make it through the night. Any family members want to see her need to see her this night. That aunt went to his funeral about last September or whenever it was. Maybe it was two years ago. Nobody knows. We don't know what's going to happen to us. We don't know when it's going to happen to us. We don't know how it's going to happen to us. We just need to trust God every day and believe in him, believe in his promises, and know that his grace is sufficient for us no matter what's happening. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, as you were just speaking on the latter part, I was thinking that the woman with the issue of blood, she had a life-threatening issue for 12 years. One encounter with Jesus, and she said, and Jesus told her, you know, your woman, your faith has made you whole. So she believed something. She believed he was a healer, and she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And that's what I believe the Lord's telling us today. One touch from the master will set you free. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.